February 15th, 2003. Howie exposes his underbelly. Howie emails to me saying, you know how Sydney offers her belly to pet? Now you've seen mine and you make it so comfortable and easy to show. Thanks for listening, Howie. I wrote him back and said, Dear Howie, thank you for sharing your most intimate thoughts with me this morning. I want to know you as fully as you know yourself. Everything that you have shared has endeared you to me all the more. Love, Carol. It was short, so let's do February 16th. Howie begins to really open up to me and the recliner, which sounds weird, <laughs> but I was talking about two different things. Howie emailed me and said, I don't know this Stephen Wright guy, and I try to limit what I forward, but just thought you might particularly enjoy these. Note the letter K in particular. So these are like ABC. Words of wisdom. If you're not familiar with the work of Stephen Wright, he's the guy who once said, I woke up one morning and all of my stuff had been stolen and replaced by exact duplicates. His mind sees things differently. Here are some of his gems. I'd kill for a Nobel Peace Prize. Borrow money from pessimists. They don't expect it back. Half the people you know are below average. 99% of lawyers give the rest a bad name. 42.7% of all statistics are made up on the spot. A conscience is, conscience is what hurts when all your other parts feel so good. A clear conscience is usually the sign of a bad memory. If you want the rainbow, you've got to put up with the rain. All those who believe in psychokinesis, raise my hand. The early bird may get the worm, but the second mouse gets the cheese. K, this is the one he was saying was most appropriate. I almost had a psychic girlfriend, but she left me before we met. Okay, so what's the speed of dark? How do you tell me when you're out of it? How do you tell when you're out of invisible ink? If everything seems to be going well, you have obviously overlooked something. Depression is merely anger without enthusiasm. When everything is coming your way, you're in the wrong lane. Ambition is a poor excuse for not having enough sense to be lazy. Hard work pays off in the future. Laziness pays off now. I intend to live forever. So far, so good. If Barbie is so popular, why do you have to buy her friends? Eagles may soar, but weasels don't get sucked into jet engines. What happens if you get scared half to death twice? My mechanic told me I couldn't repair your brakes, so I made your horn louder. Why do psychics have to ask you for your name? If at first you don't succeed, destroy all evidence that you tried. A conclusion is the place where you got tired of thinking. Experience is something you don't get until just after you need it. The hardness of butter is proportional to the softness of the bread. To steal ideas from one person is plagiarism. To steal from many is research. The problem with the gene pool is that there is no lifeguard. Then he wrote later on in the day saying, I still can't get over arriving there to see that chair. And what he's talking about is how he has a hard time sleeping in a bed. He needs to be kind of like positioned up. So at his house, he had a recliner that he would often sleep in. He'd try to sleep in the bed for maybe a couple hours, but he almost always ends up sleeping in the chair. Well, at my house, I had like no furniture. I had a dining room table, a hammock, a swinging chair that swung from the ceiling, and my bed. <laughs> so um, for him to come over and visit, you know, I had to have a couch and I had to have, and because of the fact that he couldn't sleep in the bed all night, I went and I bought a recliner. 
And so I bought the most expensive Lazy Boy recliner I could find. And it had to be like giant size because he's six foot four. And so he's like really super long. And it's just a special kind of chair that it takes to fit somebody like that. And then I lug this thing home in like, I forget, two or three pieces and had to, each one of them was ridiculously heavy. Had to lug it all in. And back then I was having a lot of trouble with my back. But I got it in and got it all set up for him. So he's saying, I still can't get... I still can't get over arriving there to see the chair. That was so thoughtful and caring, and it particularly flabbergasted me because I had just been thinking about asking you if I could put a chair in. It does seem like sometimes we are thinking the same thoughts, like the day I emailed about rollerblading and you had been seeking tennis lessons. On the tennis, I really want to stress that A, this is only something you should pursue if you find that you enjoy it, and B, even more importantly, we should not risk your back if, it, if you find it creates a problem. I, I continued to pursue it, even though I hate games, hate games, and particularly hate tennis. I am marveling somewhat on how I am able to spend so much time with you and not have any feelings at all of my usual more solitary lifestyle being encroached upon. Dating, for me, has usually involved seeing someone one to three times a week, so... While for you this may seem like less contact than you are used to when having someone live with you, for me it is an order of magnitude more companionship than I have ever had before. As an observer, I am finding it quite interesting to note that instead of feeling cramped, which I might have expected, my comment about being addicted is far closer to what I find myself feeling. Sitting here only a few hours from when I left you, I'm finding myself consciously looking forward to your arrival, even if it is only to sit downstairs and read. I am not sure I can convey to you quite how remarkable I find this. Maybe it is just the obsession. And then he did a little smiley face. I wore obsession perfume. Hope Church was good this morning. Until Salim called about his project yesterday, urging that it was time sensitive, I was thinking today might have been a nice time to see your church as we discussed. Hope to do that soon because I'm really curious to see it and the people that frequent it. I promise not to break out in Barusha Toladane during the service. It was interesting watching Kim's face during the proposal story as I hit on the religious conversation, not sure what her beliefs are, and could not quite interpret the looks. I tried to tell the story in a way that does not imply any criticism or putting down of that lady's view of who goes to heaven, since it is a common view, and I do respect each person's right to their views, but I was not sure I did a good job of conveying that last night and hope it did not come across as denigrating. The fact that she seemed to enjoy the story, brought it up a couple times later, suggests she took no offense. Tried the loose tea blend with spices this morning, and it is excellent. Scheduling busy couples is so challenging. Can you advise Mary of the dates out of what I gave you that work for you? We discussed, but not sure if got onto your calendar, that Willow, Lynn, and Adam would be there tomorrow. Again, if this becomes inconvenient, I can take them to Bush Gardens. Willow is a lady I met in law school during that very difficult time that I described to you. I met her in, and he doesn't say it here, and he, I probably didn't record it anywhere, so I'm going to tell you. So his uncle, who was a lawyer, had convinced him to go to law school, which he did, in Miami, Florida. And it was like the most stressful time of Howie's entire life because he wasn't very long into law school before he realized he absolutely did not want to be a lawyer. And 
because he's the kind of person who never quits at anything, he made up his mind he would pass law school and he would do it with amazing grades, but he was not going to be a lawyer. So he had to go through that whole process, which was a lengthy thing and a lot of work on his part. And then he went to Harvard Business School and did what he wanted to be, which was become a MBA. But um, he just, he was not going to quit law school, even though it made him extremely anxious. And this was the hard time he was talking about. The tests and stuff would just, he would get so worked up and freaked out about it. Willow is a lady I met in law school during that very difficult time that I described to you. I met her in the group therapy I attended. She is very much like you in being an extremely giving person. She was an enormous comfort to me at the time, something that I will never forget. Although we dated for a time when it became clear to me that I did not have feelings that would make that a long-term situation, we became close friends and have remained so for these many years. When I met her, the two children, boy and girl, were about six and three. Lynn was three. Subsequently, she remarried, and I attended, and had another son, Nick, but was divorced again a few years later. They have always had a very difficult time financially. When I was growing up, the holiday gifts my parents could afford were limited and usually the stuff we needed, like clothes, not the fun stuff that kids look forward to. But we had one relative, an aunt, but not a direct one, who would always drop off a shopping bag full of stuff that we knew would be the fun gifts. Once I was out of school and able, I got great satisfaction out of passing on that tradition and making the Christmas each year for Willow and her children. Lynn is now about 30. How time flies. And now I'm Uncle Howie to her seven-year-old son, Adam, who is one of the most delightful children I spend time with. Howie was like Uncle Howie to dozens of children. Everybody's kid loved Howie. Um... Anyway, I did not mean to write a biography here, but just wanted you to know who they were. They are not likely to ever be donor kinds of contacts, but I think seeing wildlife on Easy Street will be a wonderful treat that they will really enjoy and appreciate. And of course, they have heard about you and look forward to meeting you. Sorry to fill up your inbox so this morning. I feel I seem to be unusually prolific today. Well, those are the morning's musings. Now to get some work done. See you soon, Howie. I wrote Howie back saying, Dear Howie, I have you guys on the calendar for Monday for a tour. Around noon is good, or after four, whatever works for you. I love your letters. It is like you brush aside the veil and allow me a glimpse into your life. It has been such a remarkable life of kindness, service to others, and consideration. You seem to have this furnace of compassion inside you and you, that you keep under such strong control. You are giving and loving and yet do it so quietly and unassumingly with no demand or recognition, with no demand for recognition nor reciprocation that you present yourself as being almost without emotion. Watching you unfold and become more trusting of me has given me the great pleasure of experiencing a passion that seems to have been building pressure beneath that calm exterior for the past 50 years. I am the most fortunate of women to be able to enjoy this part of your life. I would be there now, but I am waiting for the rain to let up. Bob gave a lecture to my volunteers this afternoon on effective communication. Afterwards, he came to me and said that he would like for me to set the group straight that he is just my friend because none of the women were likely to respond to his advances if they thought he was more than that to me. 
We had a good talk in which he said that he believes you are what I need and that although he wants to continue our friendship and our business relationship, he still wants to have his personal needs met and ask my permission to pursue a couple of the volunteers he found particularly attractive. I tried to set him up with Kathy as she is my weak, what was Kathy's? Kathy's last name was Majeski. Type that in here while I'm thinking of it. I tried to set him up with Kathy Majeski as she is my weekend version of Scott Lope in the way she takes charge and handles everything. She is a nurse and just beautiful. She is as lovely on the inside as the outside and has been with me for about four years. She is on the board of directors. They seem to hit it off pretty good, although she says she is dating one of the other volunteers right now. I've told Bob that I can't picture my life without you and that I am fully committed to make the most of my relationship with you for as long as you will have me. I enjoy the time I spend with him, but I don't want him hanging around secretly hoping you and I will tire of each other. I'd like for him to find a good woman, and of course, I think my daughters are the best this town has to offer. Daughters referring to the volunteers. The observer in me found it interesting to see how I felt about recommending Bob to another woman as a love interest. It felt like it would if I were trying to interest a woman in my brother. I was relieved to feel this way, but shouldn't have been surprised, as that is most often the way I feel about him. I'm going to pack and go. I don't think the rain is going to let up. See you soon, Carol.